1: Welcome to the University of Pleasure.
0: Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation.
1: I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist.
0: And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, don't mess with your microphone after we've started the episode. (laughs) She's in there moving her thing around, and I'm like, you're just gonna give me more work. Is that what it is?
1: Maybe don't boss me while we're on air. How I'm about not that? bossing you. I'm just saying, <laughs> is it going to give me more work to do later? <sighs> well, I do, I do most of the other work, so, you know. Oh. Drops in a bucket, really. Drops in a bucket. Damn.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to the University of Pleasure. We hope you are all doing well, as always. Uh, it has been a wild couple of weeks here in the good old United States of America. And uh, hope you are all safe and healthy. And thank you to everybody out there, uh, those frontline workers who are always keeping us safe and healthy. And uh, we're very grateful for all that you do. And we hope that our little corner of the University of Pleasure brings you all a little bit of pleasure. And I'm really, really excited about this episode today. This (laughs) Maybe, <laughs> my over it. <favorite.
1: laughs> well, good. I'm. I'm hoping you have lots of fun things to contribute. That, I have
0: so much. I have, like, I'm bubbling over with things to talk about about this topic in particular. <laughs> okay, good. Here's the topic. Peekaboo! I see you fun with voyeurism and exhibitionism that won't get you arrested yes i love it (laughs) okay i've always been somebody who's down for this i love everything about this world i have been known to have many mirrors and purchased more mirrors and had many different mirrored angles I'm somebody who's really all about it. And I don't mean in a sense that I like to just have to watch myself. I just mean in the sense that sex is such a beautiful thing and to be yeah, able to I mean to although do... let's
1: be fair like it is a really easy assumption that you would just love the mirrors to watch yourself. I mean that
0: is a Why wait, why are you putting me down? I'm trying to be <laughs> I'm I'm trying to be honest here with you and all of our listeners and fans out there. And you're right. I mean, probably more than anybody would be like, well, of course he likes this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I, I've i seen you walk by a mirror. I think you like it. Let's oh, just, you
0: know. snap. Ooh. All right. We're starting <laughs> early today, Doc. I see how it is. Okay. Look, I think it's great because sex is so fun and it's sexy. And, you know, to be able to watch each other and, you know, see two bodies coming together in this way, it is just a beautiful thing. And, yes, I've had many mirrors. I've bought many mirrors. I love a lot of angles. I mean, if I could have mirrors on my ceiling, I would have mirrors on my ceiling. And I don't because I don't think my wife would let me nor trust me to hang them properly. So <laughs> the point is that I love this. I could talk about this for days. That, I'm that's let clear, you really, do in this moment. Say that again.
1: I said that's that's pretty clear that you could talk about it for days. God, get Just... off
0: me for two seconds. I'm excited.
1: <laughs> Jeez. I think we need to re- we need to reset. I'm really sorry, Jeremiah. <laughs> 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 We're starting a little contentious with each other. Let's let's begin again. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. All right.
1: So you're excited. I am excited that you're
0: excited. Thanks so much. All right, so how about this? Give us some doctor thoughts on voyeurism. And then I'm gonna give you some Jeremiah James tricks of the trade. Oh,
1: yeah. Please. That's okay. <laughs> Trick. Let's,
0: all let's, right.
1: let's let's just see how things go, shall we? <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. Well, maybe First, it would be good to talk just, you know, as always, I like to be clear that people I don't like to assume things. I don't like to assume what people know. Yeah, right. That's right. <clears throat> so we should probably clarify what is voyeurism and what is actually ex- exhibitionism. So voyeurism, right? Many people are probably familiar, but it's sexual pleasure or arousal from watching others, typically in a context that's sexual. Right. Or, yeah. you know, observing somebody nude or something that feels really, you know, in the realm of sexy um and exhibitionism is really just the sexual pleasure or arousal from being watched right so they're a little bit of the reversals of one another
0: am i supposed to say something here or you can continue with your explanation
1: i don't know you're just so excited i don't know when the breaks are today listen
0: so. <laughs> i'm very excited but i'm trying to let you do what you do do that voodoo that you do so well doc
1: Okay. Well, if if we're talking about voyeurism and exhibitionism, I do think one thing that is helpful to clarify just sort of beyond the basic definition is that people often don't realize that these are actually continuums of behavior that are are really inherent in most sexual play, right? So these are things like a lot of other things that run on a continuum, right? So do you like watching your partner get naked? Boom, voyeurism. Right? Like, that's voyeurism, right? Oh, okay. Do you enjoy I, I your watching? I thought partner you were asking watching?
0: me directly. I was like, yes.
1: Yeah, I can tell. Right. Okay. <laughs> that was more of an example, right? Got it. Or do you like your partner getting off while watching you get naked? Boom, Exhibitionism. If, if
0: that was something I would say 100%, I'd be happy with that. But that's never <laughs> happened.
1: <laughs> What's never happened? Someone hasn't enjoyed watching you get naked? Is
0: that what you're. No, I mean, I'm sure they have. It's just never, they've never gotten off watching me get naked to my knowledge.
1: one second let's pause one second let's pause when you say getting off well you said getting off
0: oh see i got so upset i bumped my mic when
1: i say getting off i actually just mean getting aroused i don't actually mean well you need
0: to be more clear because you said getting off and i take everything you say very literally so right
1: well but i also try to really this is a good teaching moment right where I think that getting off doesn't always require orgasm because we become too orgasm focused in our society. And that can be problematic because pleasure is a continuum.
0: My mind just melted. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know why, but it, I knew that was just a whole lot of information that I'm going to have to process that. Uh, you know, saying that pleasure is a continuum. I feel like that is definitely a t-shirt like that's, the doc says, right. pleasure is a continuum. Like just saying it right. makes me go, yeah. Right. And I don't really well, know why. People, I, I mean, uh, I don't even really understand it, but I'm still like, yeah, because it just well, sounds I mean, good.
1: We, we have talked many times on this podcast about the idea that are, people are overly goal-focused in sex with orgasm being the only appropriate goal, right? But really, pleasure is probably a much more a sustainable goal, right? Because sometimes orgasm's not possible, right? Or sometimes orgasm's hard to achieve, right? So when I say getting off, I'm actually thinking of it in probably a much broader sense. Okay. As if you're getting aroused, you're getting excited, you're experiencing some pleasure.
0: All right. Then I have no idea either way. But the point is not about me, you're you're educating continue. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, anyway, the basic idea of what we were talking about, right, is the idea that exhibitionism, voyeurism, right, like these things can exist on a continuum. And there's a lot of pieces of these that can be part of just a lot of different types of sexual play. But of course, as on any continuum, there are things that might feel more on the extreme end, right, where it's maybe more of a specific interest or a specific focus. Now, as an important reminder, just because something is more on the extreme end of a continuum doesn't necessarily mean that it is unhealthy or problematic. Now, you know, people can always find problematic ways to do things, right? And with voyeurism and exhibitionism, the most problematic way to do it really is when things aren't consensual, right? So right. when while it might be like really hot or exciting in somebody's mind to watch an unsuspecting person or to be seen by an unsuspecting person... These are things that could be harmful to others that haven't consented to it. And also straight up, that's illegal,
0: right? 100% illegal.
1: Right. So those are actually legal charges. So I want to be super clear. I think you're very clear.
0: I think that was, I don't think it gets much more clear than like you go to jail. So,
1: but as we talk about these things, right, like we're going to be talking today about what are ways that you can do this and experience the excitement of that fantasy and the excitement of that experience, but do it in a way that's not going to get you into trouble and is going to be respectful to other people.
0: Right? Yeah. All right. So let's start talking about it. Let's get in the nitty gritty. Let's jump into the deep end of the pool. Let's get into the weeds. I'm ready.
1: Um, I think that some of the stuff that I think is really helpful to talk about is mirrors. this idea of, huh? Mirrors. Oh, you, okay.
0: Oh, you, I, I just was trying to anticipate your thought. Oh. I didn't read it right. It's fine. I was just like, I get excited to talk about mirrors. Continue.
1: <laughs> did, did, did you take your Adderall today, Jeremy?
0: <laughs> 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 I just told you I'm really excited about this episode. <laughs>
1: Okay, <laughs> it's a little bit like a like squirrel.
0: <laughs> I I'm sorry. I will. I'm gonna rain. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to rein it in.
1: I mean. Also, side note that may have felt like like a dig on people that take Adderall, but like Jeremiah, you actually take Adderall correctly. Yes. Yes, right? I, I do. So, so I just wanted to be clear that it was, that was a very
0: valid question. So specific yes, I did not take offense. And it was not a I did not take it as you saying a broad generality or making a joke of it. So yeah. Sorry, please I, just want to... I just want to be very clear.
1: OK, um, so I think that really a lot of the things that we're talking about today, right, is is kind of calling back to this idea that we've talked about that, like, there is a difference between fantasy and behavior. Right. But there's many ways to take things that might be really hot in fantasy and put them into behavior but in ways that are healthy, sustainable, and still a lot of fun, right? Um, You know, and I say this, right, because sometimes people might have fantasies of uh, voyeurism or exhibitionism sort of in that unsuspecting sort of frames, like mind space.
0: Sure. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course.
1: Right. And that can be a really hot idea to somebody. And you know, as long as that stays in fantasy world, that's not a problem, right? Where that would become more of a problem is if somebody like literally went out and was like, oh, I'm going to watch an unsuspecting person without the right. consent right, or right, vice versa. Right, 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 right. Um, so I think some of the suggestions today, uh, the really thing to be super clear about them is especially anything that's involving a partner, right, is you're going to need to get consent, right? And consent really means having Really clear communication, and I would recommend kind of quote unquote clear, almost to the point of feeling absurd.
0: Oh, I totally Why? totally agree with it. Listen, we talked about this. Why do you this. totally
1: agree with that, Jeremiah? Well, because you know,
0: it can be. First of all, talking about sex can be difficult. A, uh, B, it is important to be extremely clear, in my opinion, with your likes and dislikes. To the point of almost absurd, because it doesn't—it leaves very few stones unturned. You're being very clear. You're being very honest. You're being very open. And then that way, once you've been, you know, that like over the top meticulous about what it is that you like, everybody can say yay or nay, and they're 100% clear without any confusion. How'd I do? <laughs>
1: Right. And I think really more specific, I mean, generally, yes, that's, you know, always like a good generality to follow. But even more specific to this topic, right, is part of maybe the playfulness of some of these things is that there are maybe going to be some vagaries, right? So there would be a difference between your partner saying to you, "Uh, yeah, I guess you could watch me sometime. Right. And then you just go with it. But then you find yourself trying to play that game when they are just really not in the mood for it. Right. So, you know, that would be like so if you have a conversation with someone that says like, oh, hey, I'd really like to I don't know, um, spy on you when you're in the shower. Right. And your partner says like, okay, yeah, I mean, I guess you could do that sometime. But you're not really clear about what the the rules are you know, the rules are around that or are there specific times that they might be more comfortable around that or are there more cues that you could play around with to like know when it is a good time to do that and they are feeling open to that. Like you could maybe find yourself in a little bit of trouble. Did that make sense?
0: sense? I I get what you're throwing out there now. Being even more clear, you know, like if you wanted to watch somebody in the shower, is it a day that they're feel comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with me hiding that you don't know that I'm watching you in the shower? Are you comfortable with me you know, uh, at a time when, you know, you're really, really dirty from like, a you know, uh, doing one of those runs where you're still swimming through the mud and stuff like that and climbing over one of those things like Spartan runs and stuff like that. Yeah. And you just really, you're not feeling your sexiest because you're so covered in mud you want to take care of that first. And then you explain that to your partner. So don't be spying on me in this moment because it's kind of gross yeah. to me. Yeah.
1: And then we can talk a little bit more about how to negotiate some of those things, because I think the balance in this uh, stuff with like, especially things like voyeurism and exhibitionism, like part of what really makes it hot is for many people, that sense of surprise or mystery. Right. So you're trying, you're trying to find, or like you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Right. I mean,
0: that's that's part of what, yeah,
1: yeah. That's part of what makes it hot, but you know, you're, you're trying to balance that again against consent and clear boundaries, right? And so that's a little bit of a tricky thing to do sometimes. True. And so like, okay, what what would be an example of what like this super duper clear communication look like, looks like, okay. So uh, let's, let's say that you really like the idea of someone coming in and discovering you masturbating. Okay.
0: Should we role play?
1: Yeah. Well, well, we're going to talk about it.
0: So no role playing.
1: No, there will be absolutely no role playing. All right. Now wherever ever. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so you're in a mood today, sir. Sorry,
0: I just, I, I was, uh, <laughs> continue.
1: Okay, um, so let's say you really like the idea of somebody coming in the house, right? And discovering you masturbating. Okay. So this is something that, you know, that, that's a really like that idea of being caught, right? That's a hot idea. And somebody may be watching you and seeing you in that way. I like so it. This is, so this is something that you could really organize with a partner by arranging a period of time that they come home and, quote unquote, find you. Right. And you can maybe create more of an element of surprise by, you know, having it be a little bit of a span of time versus like you will be there at 310. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Probably not like an eight hour span of time, but like, you know, a little window, it be a very a long window,
0: masturbation session to right, be waiting a window to be discovered. of
1: time. And then perhaps, you know, you don't really discuss what room of the house you're going to be in, right? So that's a bit of a mystery, right? Yeah, they might have to come upon you. I mean, those that would be a really good example of like, hey, we're going to create some element of mystery, of surprise as best we can, but we're also still going to be really, you know, mindful of consent and that both of us have agreed to do this. Got it. I think that, you know, another example would be like, I'm just because this is about idea generation here, right? If Mm -hmm. you live in a house together, let's say, and you make a plan at some point to masturbate really loudly, right? At a point in time where maybe your partner might hear. But I mean, that's something that you could easily be like, hey, would you be into that? And maybe your partner would be like, yeah, I think I could get into that. But you'd wanna be pretty specific about like boundaries around that, right? Like everyone's working from home on Zoom calls so all <laughs> right now, you know? Like you, you kinda you kinda wanna be like, hey, is there a time of day or yeah, days of the week like when where you're that not would be more appropriate? In a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, I mean, and I think that these things are things I think sometimes people people are really hesitant to negotiate some of these things because they kind of takes the wind out of people's sails, right? Like people feel a little bit like, ah, but if we do it that way, then it's not going to be as hot and it's not going to be as fun. But I think what people are getting overly focused on is the idea that, okay, maybe the conversation about that isn't going to be as hot and fun, but I promise you that once you do a little bit of that legwork and then both you and your partner feel comfortable, like within whatever boundaries you've described, then it's going to be hot and fun. And and guess what? You're actually going to do it versus it being this all or nothing model, right? right. Which, which is a common space that people get stuck in, which is like, if I can't do it in this exact way, that's a fantasy in my mind and it doesn't have the exact elements, then it's not going to be fun. And oftentimes that's really not the case. Oftentimes people can find ways to negotiate these things that keep them fun, hot, and exciting, and you can still, you know, uh, maintain a sense of like mystery and whatnot.
0: No, I totally agree. I think, you know, even if you just, because then over time, and you tell me what you think here, but over time, if you really work out those boundaries, then, you know, with a partner, like say it's your wife or your husband or whatnot, or, you know, that you have a consistent relationship with, that, that it can build into being more spontaneous, you know? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that as in any relationship, the more you establish trust, right? Boundaries are often things that are changing and evolving over time, right? And as long as you're having conversations with people about that, then yeah, sometimes for some people, like those things become a little bit more like, you know, we've done this a lot and I actually feel really trusting of you and the way that you do that or the way that we go about this play. So, you know, we don't need to have as maybe specific of boundaries as we used to have. I think that's absolutely true.
0: Okay, good deal. Give us some more, Doc.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I just think I have today. I just had a bunch of other really fun examples of maybe yeah, give things the
0: things examples. I'm I'm like, taking some notes. Like, I don't...
1: Um, so I think some other things that people could possibly do are, you know, you can set up a webcam with your partner in another room in the house, Ooh, right? Like a Where live maybe...
0: stream from room to room.
1: Right, like you're maybe watching them in a
0: room. I never maybe thought masturbate. about doing that
1: or play with themselves and you're watching it. Yeah, right? from another but they, room. But they set it up in a way where they're not really acknowledging that they're seeing you,
0: right? Oh, like yeah, not it gives you that fly in the wall factor, for you. which I, I love. Mean, for,
1: for the more advanced folks, right? People that are maybe more on a, a, a end of a continuum where they want it to feel a lot more unsuspecting, you know, Clearly, with your partner's permission, you could also set up like a nanny cam or a security cam in a room. Right. Okay. And that's maybe something that would be a little bit more longer term. But again, that would be something that would be probably require a lot more conversation and dialogue. But you can also set up times of like, hey, how would you feel about having a webcam in here? And, you know, like when you get out of the shower and, you know, you sort of maybe plan something that might happen but leave some spontaneity to it as well yeah
0: it's like a hybrid scenario yeah yeah
1: uh i think some other examples it. what'd you say i said i dig, dig it, it. good would well, you have any examples because i know this is like a passionate topic for you uh,
0: it's very passionate i'm very passionate about this topic but you're talking about other things and we haven't quite gotten i think to the place where you um, really like yeah, we haven't gotten that far. I'm learning. Right. I'm taking it in because these are I'm all suggestions that I hadn't thought about. Like I never really thought about doing like a webcam from another room and all this other stuff, which I'm now like, take mm-hmm, pick my pen. I'm like, bring that down. <laughs> okay. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I might be in a more of a like an advanced class. So Yeah,
1: I think, we'll we'll move on to that. Okay. So these are just some entry points for yeah, people to play yeah. around and develop some of that safety and security that you're talking about. Absolutely.
0: Right? Extremely um, important.
1: Um, this is one that I think can be fun and is sort of a way to keep things a little bit more, um, uh, spontaneous, right? Um, it might be arranging to watch your partner through a crack in the door when they shower or are dressing, but you have more of an open protocol around it with some type of cue that means consent. So for instance, if your partner normally closes the door when they shower, arranging for them to leave it cracked as a cue that it's a good time to watch.
0: Oh, like kind of like hanging something on the doorknob, like hey, you know, yeah. what, what was that like college? I mean, I didn't go to college, so but I was told like that was what you used to do to dorm rooms. I and was stuff. also
1: told that's I lived at like I got to be honest, I lived at like a uh, at the at you a, know in a, in a room, a single room that used to be a storage closet next to the the boys' bathroom. Awesome. At <laughs> there was. It, there was always a lot of things drawn on the whiteboard outside of <laughs> my door, very frequently piles of vomit. I did not have the best uh, situation. Gotcha. In college. gotcha. Um, <laughs> but I guess that example, right, like is this idea of like, you know, rather than being like, hey, every single time we're going to do something, we have to have a dialogue. It's more of like a running sort of cue, right? That isn't yeah. necessarily verbal, but it's a signal in some sort of way. Um, you can, I think some of the other things too, um, that are a little bit more around like playing with this idea of voyeurism is setting up like a video camera, uh, that is simultaneously sort of live streaming you to like a screen in your room or whatever room you're being sexual. So like you can watch you and your partner being sexual on a screen while you're being sexual.
0: Oh yeah. That's a, that I, sense? Do, I do dig that one.
1: Yeah. Because um, that can be hot, and it can be fun. And if you choose that you also want to record it, then you can also watch it together later as yep. well. Agreed. Okay. Um, but be mindful if you record things, where you put them. Be very thoughtful about your files, where you keep them.
0: Agreed. Locked files. Okay, so let's, let us me, Jeremiah James, throw in a little bit of uh, knowledge your way, folks. Okay? Just go into the App Store. Go to... First of all, you get yourself, like, some external hard drive of some kind or something like that that's got, like, fingerprint identification, you know, scans your eye retina and all that kind of stuff. So, like, nobody can just randomly access those files because it's nobody's business. And, you know, if you care about your partner and all those kind of things, you should, you should really do your due diligence to make sure your files are not just, like, uploaded on the cloud. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just, you know. Do it in a non-cloud scenario, something that's like a hard scape thing like this is my dirty hard drive and just keep that one like locked in a safe somewhere in case somebody tries to rob you that nobody steals your dirty files and then puts them up on you porn. And the more, you know, continue <laughs> doc. Oh, my God. I hit my.
1: You <laughs> Are you all right there, man? Okay. I just I'm sorry. just got so carried away the idea of of information security yes which which if i may is actually an incredibly important thing right like especially if um maybe you're the one that is the holder of those kind of files or imagery and you have you know if they're just you then okay but especially if you do have a partner in them that is trusting you with that information with with that data um with trust comes great responsibility, right? That's right? So, um, it's something to really be super mindful of. And so I do I think just want put to a be very extra... clear that
0: the doctors kind of repeated everything that I said, so just do what I said. So, it's like a and So it's she like said a role it's so reversal
1: a of every other podcast that we've had.
0: <laughs> Fine, <laughs> <laughs> you might be right.
1: Um. So I think that maybe this is some of the stuff that maybe Jeremiah, I'm going to guess, and you tell me if I'm wrong. But I think some of the other stuff that we could also talk about a little bit today, and I think it's probably ripe for a fuller podcast at some point in time, is about maybe also voyeurism and exhibitionism when you start to involve more than just two people.
0: Yes. (laughs) Do
1: you want to say more? (laughs) I
0: can talk about this until the cows come home, but I think this would be a good place to take a break in anticipation of what I'm going to talk about.
1: They're all holding their breath. I'm sure
0: we'll be right back. And we're back, folks. Today's class. Oh, God. Jeremiah James. <laughs> Advanced voyeurism and exped. Ex- Ex- well, if I could say it right, well, it would you know have been what? really y- great.
1: That's, yeah, it's, it's it sort of undermines your expertise. <laughs> 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 voyeurism and expeditions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, fine. Okay. All I want to do is talk a little bit about a little more advanced voyeurism, being watched by others, um, watching yourselves, like the doc was saying, a lot about um, videoing, possibly storing those things that we're talking about for safety purposes. Um, And again, I learned a lot in this very beginning sequence, things I never really thought about. But... Uh, and they were all really, really wonderful examples, Doc. But I just want to talk about first and foremost trying out with mirrors. Mirrors is a really great thing to utilize, to be able to watch yourself with your partner, watch your partner with you. Really, really great. And if you can ever go to a place that has mirrors on the ceiling, like I don't know the Poconos, and then stay in one of those places that's kind of like one of like the uh, heart-shaped bathtubs, trust me, guarantee they'll have. Uh, Take it from your old friend Jeremiah, guarantee they got mirrors on the ceilings. <laughs> But they're really, really fun, and being able to watch yourself and watch each other watching each other is really a very sexy and very, very fun thing to do, um, and a very safe place. And, a sp- and again, making sure that everybody feels comfortable and has, you know, come together in that. Now, we're talking about possibly being watched by others, and as we all know the book, Amy, I wrote, we talk a little bit about swinging. And uh, my friend, Autumn, we did a lot of research in swinging. And I obviously was a part of the swinging lifestyle for a little while. And I really found it very empowering. And I thought it was it was really fun to watch other people was also very fun to be watched. Now this is a very kind of this it didn't just happen. Like it wasn't something I just was like I'm going to have a cheeseburger and then do that on Wednesday. Like it you know, it takes yeah. time especially this with seems a partner. This like a
1: good idea for a Tuesday. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know, you do have to to kind of test the water, see what you're comfortable with and uh, have a partner that you really trust and then find other people uh, of like-mindedness, I guess, that would be willing to do that, that you also would trust. So there's a lot of, you know, factors that go into that. But it is a really sexy thing to have people watch you, be able to watch somebody in person. And, uh, you know, it's a it's a really fun way to um, experience voyeurism if you ever want to get into that advanced world. For more information, go to www.john.com. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyway... That's all I really wanted to say. Start yeah, with some mirrors. I think,
1: uh, may we change just because you know, you know, I'm sort of a stickler for language. What can did I, say what did, from, I like, say? what did I say? Advanced. Can we take it from maybe shift it from advanced to maybe more multi dynamic or more complex why can't versions? Why How? how... Because, let me. Can I explain why? I think it's important because people often feel like we talked about this two episodes ago in the kinky episode. People often feel like if they're not doing something that feels like a little bit more out there or a little bit more sort of on the fringes, that somehow they're not like, you know, good enough as a sexual partner. And I think advanced, I see you rolling your eyes at me, it's fine. but I think advanced, advanced suggests that people that might like doing that are somehow better than Someone who does not, and don't get me wrong, you can have plenty of fun to doing what you're talking about doing, and that can be a very enjoyable thing, but no one style is better than or above any other style. Fine. Or comfortable.
0: Fine. Fine. <laughs> it's not advanced. It's just different, and it's not better than a anything different, else.
1: A different iteration or a sort of amplified version, you know. There's just more layers. A more layered version of this. I just like to be mindful. uh, I I understand you
0: being mindful. I am trying to be mindful as well because you're the doc and you know better than me. And I certainly do not want people to think they couldn't do something or that something was higher or lower. Because I... listen. As Jeremiah James, I never want people to think that I'm sitting here going I am better than that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it's when I was saying advanced, I meant like, if you're traveling on the road of voyeurism, and you're starting on other things like the things that Doc's listed earlier, and then some mirrors, you know, you you know, it might just be a big leap to go directly into having other people watch you or watching other people. So I did not mean to explain that, you know, it was higher, more advanced.
1: You know, you know, it's really I, hard for you me know. <laughs> <laughs> to take feedback. I know. I know. <laughs> it's hard. It's a hard thing to learn,
0: I know. <laughs> God, doc.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes just a, thank you for that feedback. I will consider it.
0: Fine. Thank you for that feedback. And I oh, that looks
1: like just consider it. Like- <laughs> Yeah, that just looks like vinegar coming out of your mouth. That's amazing. <laughs> Made my day.
0: All right. Should we move on? We'll move on. <laughs> Thank you. So those are the things that I like and that, that I've come to find that are very quite enjoyable. And then uh, we were going to talk about a another layer to the onion, which was yeah. location.
1: Yeah. So what if you really want to do some things in public, right? <laughs>
0: Okay. So when we're saying public, you gotta be very clear what we're talking about. Give us an example of So
1: public would mean that you are in a space that's not your home, not a private like room or hotel room or a private uh, you know, camping site that's completely abandoned in the middle of Montana. <laughs> you wow, you put know? thought into that. Yeah, like, I mean, because, you know, you could have some camping sites where you, like, you can hear someone's, like, RV and children laughing right next to you. Right. That's Play not the same golf, as a camping site. Like a KOA. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Those are not the same things, right? So, really, that you can assure a pretty high degree of privacy. That's what I mean. Anything that's not that is probably going to be public. Is there a risk? a being caught or being seen by other people. That is what I mean by public. But that's a very good question, Jeremiah.
0: Thank you, Doc. I just wanted to be very clear.
1: I mean, I think that the reason that I think it's that this is another layer, right, is that things do start to get more complicated because now you're involving other people without their knowledge, right? Correct. Which, yeah, there's like a naughtiness to that and there's a hotness to that. But it also starts to skate the lines of consent, legality, basic respect for other people. Correct. Correct across the board. You know, and and so I think, you know, I don't know that I have all the right answers about like what's the right thing or the wrong thing, but I do think it's really being mindful about like if you're trying to have a fun, playful time, that's great, but you also don't want to be causing other people harm. Yeah. So let's talk about a
0: little bit of that. All right. So here's some. Tips of the trade from your old pal Jeremiah, okay? Go see a really crappy movie that, well, we're in a different world now, but (laughs) back when you could, you go see a really crappy movie that nobody was going to go to. You could have a really fun, sexy, you know, in public thing in a movie theater without completely being deroged. In my opinion, these are the rumors I've heard on the street and the deep research that I've done. So- <laughs> oh, huh? So something like that, you know. And the other thing is, nowhere near children. You know, don't don't yeah. do anything in public where there's going to be any children around. You know, you want to be very conscious of your surroundings and environment. And you know, it's like I was making the joke about like a KOA campground. It's like one thing if you're in like in a uh, like I was saying like a isolated place in Montana probably not at a KOA that's got an arcade near your campsite <laughs> and you know yeah, if you
1: can hear like the cheerful laughing of children somewhere anywhere near you too public. Too public. too public
0: too public way too public
1: right I do think as you're saying knowing your environment is incredibly important it's right important. there's a difference of like an adult club where there's like clearly overt sexual tones versus like the playroom at McDonald's Correct. you know like these are Very different environments. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, you're always kind of skating that line. And so being really mindful because, you know, there are certainly adult environments, too, where someone to see what you're doing, they might feel harmed or really bothered by that. Yep. So. I mean, I, I think it is, uh, like I said, I don't necessarily have, like, the right answers to how to do that. Yeah, I don't think
0: there is a right answer Because other it's so individualized. It's so individualized. I mean, listen, you could do things like in a car, like on a street somewhere, like, you know, where this car's driving by, that kind of thing. That's one thing, you know, where you're trying not to get caught. But you got to be really just careful, mindful of the environment around you and do nothing that would be indecent and do nothing that would get you in trouble with the police.
1: Right. But I think it might be helpful to talk about some things that might involve being in public, but are maybe less likely to impact those people around you. Well, just give us like I would some, love
0: some examples of some those.
1: ideas. So this one is a more subtle one, but I think it can be actually really fun. And, you know, it might not apply for everybody, but wearing something that's sexually significant to only you and your partner out in public. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, so that could be anything from like, I don't know a collar if you use that in any kind of kinky play or like, let's say that somebody wears a particular pair of like heels or boots, right. Or a clothing item that they wear while being sexual or have, you know, in some type of sexual encounter with yeah, you of course, yeah. and they wear, right. And they wear that out. Right. Let's say, let's say somebody has like a pair of boots. Right. And, They wear those boots out with jeans with you on a date. It's like your
0: sexy boots. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the people around you don't know that. That's right. right. So it's just just a simple little kind of naughty thing that you can do. Um, Another thing would be sending one another explicit photos of yourself, even doing that while you're sitting right next to each other. Uh, Somewhere. I mean, there's not a lot of places to go right now. Right. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but obviously doing that being mindful of who can see your phones. So you still need to be mindful. Yes.
0: We got to still be mindful. Always mindful. Mindful is key.
1: Right. Um, If your partner is not with you, um, do be thoughtful about organizing times of day that sending them explicit photos would be more appropriate. Right. Some people have much more narrow time spans of openness than others.
0: Yeah. But then the other thing I have to say is, like, nowadays, nobody goes anywhere, so it shouldn't be an issue. So uh, don't worry about it. Just send away. Be free. Let it be free.
1: There are plenty of people out there that are having to go to work in person. All right.
0: I'm sorry. You are right. People are still going to work, even in these difficult times. And uh, you don't want to send anything that would get anybody in trouble. So... I take it back.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's really just organizing it with partners or, you know, organizing it in the privacy settings of your phone, right? So, you know, there's a difference. Like, you can set your phone off and it's like, hey, look, all of my pictures pop right up on my home screen.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, that would that is something that I would recommend to anybody anyway. Like, don't, you know, fix your text messages so they don't pop up like <laughs> front
1: phone. Yeah, your I mean, you can, especially if you're maybe somebody that enjoys some, some play in that way yeah. and having things sent or sending things to other people, make sure who you're sending them to has that set as well.
0: Yep, take um, it from me; it and, uh, can get you in trouble.
1: <laughs> yes, it's gotten many of people in trouble. Um, this is kind of one that I think can be really fun, and people can be really creative with. But having yourself or a partner wearing a sex toy out, right? Yep,
0: one hundred percent. Yep.
1: So there are Bluetooth remote control vibrators. Um, again, be mindful of the location. Be thoughtful. Maybe don't wear this if you're going to someone's baptism.
0: Yeah, that'd like, be awkward.
1: Yep. Um, but it allows you, right, to maybe control things. And, you know, you would also want to, like, set boundaries with your partner around, like, so how much can I fiddle with this thing while you're...
0: <laughs> yeah, while <well>, you're <laughs> trying to hold conversation with our vanilla friends.
1: Yeah, like, you know, be thoughtful about that. Yep. there, You know, and also, the, I mean, there's a lot of different things, you know, sort of for anybody, regardless of their body here. There's... um. Uh, they're kind of known either as Benoit or Kegel balls. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they're, they're balls that can be held right inside of a vagina. And the mm-hmm. vaginal muscles hold them in place. Yep. And they're often used to strengthen pelvic floor muscles, right? Um, mm-hmm. But they can also be something that's kind of hot and sexy. Anal beads, those are also something. Is there Butt something plug. that you would
0: recommend for like being out and about? Like, hey, let's get the anal beads. Let's rock. Let's go to, let's go to TGF Fridays.
1: Depends on what people are into. I think that some people might enjoy having anal beads in for a while. I'm not saying you put them in I'm not saying it's wrong
0: because I'm somebody who learned, and I want to be very clear that I've learned from my earlier mistakes, and you have made it very clear that I should be more open and not let people think that that's more advanced than anything else. (laughs) And I'm a humble enough man to have taken my criticism on
1: For the supercut. For the (laughs) supercut. Today's... (laughs) <laughs> today's uh, announcement of humility by Jeremiah James.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i was just saying that anal beads you know that that's one i wouldn't have thought to recommend and i you know this is why i like being around you doc because you explain well, a lot of really great things
1: i mean i want to be clear you need to think about comfort level of these toys you don't want to like put it in for like a 12 a 12 hour shift you know yeah. on a on a on a hot line somewhere where you're doing lots of many I mean you can. Yeah. But you know, be yeah. thoughtful.
0: Be thoughtful, be mindful, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, some other things that people can play around with, butt plugs, cock rings. Yep. A chastity cage, although a lot of people might not know what chastity cages are.
0: Yeah, I mean the chastity cage, you know. How would you? I mean, I've seen them where like the the partner has like the key, and then you know, like some of them have yeah, combinations. Yeah, I mean, there's a
1: ton of different cages, right? Just so for awareness, right? Like a cat, a chastity cage would be something typically that locks on top of a penis, and usually, you know, maybe sometimes the scrotum um, or around the scrotum, and. It basically keeps that person from being able to engage in at least any kind of penetrative sexual activity. And sometimes they're remote, right? Like so sometimes a, a partner or someone can control it with a with a Bluetooth remote, right? Sometimes um, they have a key. There's different styles. But yeah, it's something that's used in chastity play, right? So um, you know, kind of often the eroticism around it is for sort of building that arousal, right? Building the arousal by waiting. Um, and oftentimes there's, you know, maybe some element of submission by giving the key to a partner, but lots of different people play with them for different reasons. But there's certainly things that are well hidden under clothing and that, you know, if that's something that is interesting. They to could you or, be
0: titillating when you are yeah. out in public.
1: Right. And you know that your partner has the key to it. You know, it's something that kind of builds that eroticism or arousal during the day. And again, I don't expect all of these things to be for everybody. Right. But, you know. You throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall and you see what sticks for some people.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And I think we've learned a lot today, Doc. I think that this was one of my most favorite episodes out of our 29 episodes at the University of Pleasure. 29. And yeah. We're 29 episodes. How time flies. Yeah. Right. did you feel it? Did you ever think when we first met that you would see my face this much?
1: Absolutely not. I can How say that one hundred percent certainty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there are. So there are.
1: I certainly didn't think I'd have to listen like you talking this much. I don't know that I really ever anticipated.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I didn't anticipate this. You're welcome. Saying. Didn't realize. Uh, See. Yeah. Drink it in. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm so glad that I am able to bring such joy to your life.
1: Me too, Jeremiah. Me too.
0: Oh, that felt so nice, didn't it? Being so nice to each other just there?
1: It did. It did.
0: Well, I think we better end before the doc says something else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There are so many things in my head that are mean, but I'm just not saying any of them.
0: (laughs) I appreciate it, doc.
1: They're just radiating within me. Um,
0: And I I appreciate you. And I appreciate everything you had to say today. It was very informative, even to me, who is somebody who well, is not advanced. I know you're
1: ending. Can I say it? I had a couple more things? As I continue. always do here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I always do this. But you 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 wrap it up and then, you know. That's you my job. Right. But it's important to like. Tie a few things back together. I was about to do that
0: for you. Just
1: people zoned out while you were going on and on about something or me. (laughs) (laughs) Or me. Just so you know, they might have missed some of the important things. All right. Give
0: us the recap.
1: All right. But in summary... There are so many different ways to engage in fantasy around voyeurism and exhibitionism. And I think it's really more about a willingness to be creative and not get stuck in that black and white space, right? Like if it can't look exactly like it looks in my fantasies, then it wouldn't be fun, right? Like if it can't be as spontaneous or if it can't be as risky, oftentimes uh, if you end up doing that stuff in real life anyways, it maybe sometimes doesn't even meet you know, where somebody's sort of expectation is in fantasy. Did that make sense?
0: Yeah, 100% made sense.
1: Right. And so, I mean, sometimes it does, but, you know, sometimes it doesn't. But I think a lot of times, yeah, it might take a little negotiation, but the things and the fun stuff you get to do after that negotiation more than often make up for the time you spent in it. So really, the most important thing is this idea that, spending that time, taking that time, and making sure that what you're doing is consensual, respectful, and sustainable, and allowing those three things to also be totally sexy and totally fun.
0: And let us not forget that once you do those negotiations and you have a consistent partner, that you build that world of trust with, after all the consensual talk and the over-explanation of what it is that you mean, that you might be able to build even more trust in a place where you can do things a little bit more spontaneous that you don't have to have as many conversations. Would you agree?
1: Yes, I absolutely agree because trust accumulates upon itself, right? So... Once people prove over and over that they're really good with certain boundaries, it becomes much easier to stretch those boundaries into different things and to have a lot more faith in your partner or partner's capacity to, you know, do things in ways that help you feel safe, secure, but also have a completely hot, fun time and engage in some of these maybe fantasies and very real life visceral
0: ways. And mirrors, lots (laughs) of mirrors. (laughs) So that's all we have for you today, folks. And... Sorry. I was just
1: like in my head, I was thinking like that you're, you have like a future like Jeremiah's Mirror Emporium. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry. Just, like I feel like you just. It would really be. I would. Thing. I'd be
0: like this one is for your right angle specifically because <laughs> the way we the should... mirror hits the blah, 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 and the light.
1: <laughs> okay. We're done today. I think right, we're done. We're, we're finished.
0: <laughs> Okay, thank you doc for all that you said. Thank you for giving such wonderful advice to our listeners as you always do. And I honestly did, no jokes. I did learn actually a couple things that I would have never thought of and the the videoing and all that stuff. And it was really cool to kind of throw into our buffet that we always talk about here at the University of Pleasure. And I am grateful for you and for all that you do for so many. So thank you so much doc. I'm Jeremiah James and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex.
1: And I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, Licensed Psychologist and Certified Sex Therapist.
0: Everybody stay safe, be kind to one another, and we'll be talking to you again soon. Take care. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me, Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. And special thanks to our new associate producer, Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com.